Welcome to the Staying Ageless podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we'll be talking about ways to reverse Hashimoto's disease naturally. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you a brief rundown of this autoimmune disorder, its symptoms, and the importance of natural remedies to help reverse it. And later today, we'll be chatting with our expert, Dr. Anshul Gupta, a best-selling author, speaker, researcher, and world-renowned expert in Hashimoto's disease. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to all my listeners in Africa, in Uganda, Nigeria, Ghana, in the USA, in the UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, France, Germany, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I am inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Today, we are tackling a topic that affects millions of people worldwide, Hashimoto's disease. Most people don't know that 90% of all thyroid disorders are actually autoimmune and generally go undiagnosed or their doctors don't figure out it's autoimmune until much later. The most common autoimmune thyroid disorders include Hashimoto's thyroiditis and Graves' disease. If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, you know how challenging it can be to manage the symptoms. But the good news is that there are actually natural ways to not only manage, but reverse this autoimmune disorder and restore your health. Hashimoto's disease is an autoimmune disorder that affects the thyroid gland, which is that small gland located in your neck that produces hormones that regulate your metabolism. In Hashimoto's disease, your immune system mistakenly attacks your thyroid gland which then causes inflammation and damage over time, and it can lead to an underactive thyroid gland known as hypothyroidism, which can cause a range of annoying and horrible symptoms such as fatigue, weight gain, cold intolerance, constipation, dry skin, hair loss, and much more. Hashimoto's disease is more common in women and it tends to develop gradually over several years. The thyroid gland is a butterfly-shaped gland located in your neck, and it produces two main hormones, thyroxine, which is T4, and triiodothyronine, which is T3. These hormones play a crucial role in regulating metabolism, growth, and development in the body. T4 is the primary hormone secreted by the thyroid gland, but it's converted into T3, the more active form, in the liver and other tissues. The production and release of these hormones are controlled by the hypothalamus-pituitary-thyroid axis, which is regulated by this negative feedback mechanism that helps basically maintain your body's homeostasis. The levels of thyroid hormones can be affected by various factors, stress, illness, iodine intake, medications, and other. Hashimoto's disease is more common in women, as I mentioned, and it often presents with symptoms in women such as fatigue, weight gain, hair loss, sensitivity to cold. The exact cause is not really known, but it's thought to be a combination of genetic and environmental factors. Certain genes have been linked to an increased risk of developing autoimmune disorders such as Hashimoto's, but environmental factors can be huge. So iodine intake, infections, exposure to inflammatory foods over time in the diet, exposure to toxins, all of these things have been associated with the development of Hashimoto's disease. A study published in the Journal of Thyroid in 2014 found that women had higher prevalence of Hashimoto's disease compared to men. The study included 1,670 patients with thyroid disease from an endocrinology clinic in Iran, and they found that the prevalence of Hashimoto's disease was 10.9% in women and 2.8% in men. The authors concluded that gender differences in the prevalence of autoimmune thyroid disease were likely due to both genetic and environmental factors. Another study published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism in 2000 also found that Hashimoto's disease was more prevalent in women than men. The study included 1,800 randomly selected individuals from a general population in Greece, and they found that the prevalence of Hashimoto's disease was 1.6% in women and only 0.2% in men. And again, they concluded that gender was a significant factor in the prevalence of Hashimoto's disease. 
According to a study published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism in 2015, up to 90% of hypothyroid cases in iodine-sufficient areas are caused by Hashimoto's disease. Very important to note, especially if you know that you have hypothyroidism, you should, always, you should be checking for Hashimoto's. And a lot of times, medical professionals are not checking proactively. It can be very challenging to diagnose as the symptoms can be vague and nonspecific, but it's really important to get accurate diagnosis so you can receive appropriate treatment. Obviously, conventional treatments include things like synthetic thyroid hormone replacement, and that can help sort of manage the symptoms of Hashimoto's, but there are natural approaches that not only address the root causes, it can even reverse the condition entirely. So again, let me just go over some of the signs and symptoms you should be looking out for. Fatigue, weight gain, or difficulty losing weight, especially when it's unexplained, cold intolerance, constipation, dry skin and hair, hair loss, muscle weakness or stiffness, joint pain or stiffness, irregular menstrual periods or heavy bleeding. A lot of people don't know that issues with your thyroid can affect your period. Depression or anxiety, memory problems or brain fog, puffy face, hoarseness, elevated cholesterol levels, and slow heart rate. There are several um, natural treatments that can be effective in managing Hashimoto's. Obviously, with our guests, we're going to get into a lot deeper, but I want to talk about some of these generally. So your diet. A diet that's rich in whole foods, whole nutrient-dense foods can help to reduce inflammation, which is very important, support your immune system, and also promote the healing of the thyroid gland. It's really important when you have Hashimoto's or a slow thyroid to not do a calorie-restrictive diet. That's just going to mess up your metabolism even further and exacerbate your thyroid issue. Some specific dietary recommendations include avoiding gluten, dairy, and soy, as a lot of these can trigger an autoimmune response in some people. Additionally, you want to increase your intake of anti-inflammatory foods such as fruits, vegetables, healthy fats that can help reduce inflammation in the body. Then you want to focus on stress management. And this is like key for any health condition, right? We know that stress can trump even a good diet. Stress can lead to conditions developing um, even when we have a perfect diet, when we, you know, we're doing, we're checking all the boxes, stress can lead you down to the road of crazy child, okay? Stress can exacerbate autoimmune conditions like Hashimoto's disease. So you got to find a way to daily manage your stress. And that could be include techniques such as meditation, yoga, deep breathing, prayer, you know, regular prayer. Um, some people do really well and are able to manage their stress by having a faith community. If you go to church or if you have, you know, a community that you pray with or that you fellowship with on a regular basis, even going to therapy on a regular basis, if you're someone who experiences a lot of emotional trauma can be a major stress reliever um, that, that becomes a game changer. And then there are supplements. Um, and the supplements that you're going to take with your Hashimoto's condition are going to vary because you're going to have to figure out with a health professional what your root cause is and what is going on with you and then address that in stages. But certain supplements may be helpful in managing Hashimoto's. Things like selenium, vitamin D, omega-3 fatty acids. These are things that can support the immune system, reduce inflammation, and also then in tandem improve thyroid functioning. One study published in the Journal of Thyroid Research in 2018 found that patients with Hashimoto's disease who received a treatment with a combination of selenium, myo-inositol, and vitamin D had significant improvements in their thyroid function and a reduction in thyroid antibody levels. Pretty amazing. Exercise. As we know, exercise is key. Regular exercise can help to improve overall health and reduce inflammation in the body. But when you have a thyroid condition, especially when you have Hashimoto's or hypothyroid, it's very important to avoid overexertion. Excessive exercise can actually trigger an autoimmune response to some people. And what I find is um, when your thyroid is slow, you don't want to be doing things like HIT on a regular basis because sometimes you also have an adrenal issue. Your adrenals are a little bit burned out. So when you're doing these really high-intensity workouts, um, it can trigger that excessive cortisol level um, situation, which then actually makes your thyroid worse. Um, so generally, people find that really good moderate cardio you know, works and also weight training works really well for um, people who are, are, are dealing with this. You know, Things like yoga, Pilates, all that would be helpful, actual weight training, and then general cardio. 
Probiotics. Probiotics can be really useful and also just dealing with the gut, especially if someone has like gut inflammation or a gut issue that is exacerbating their their diagnosis. Um, So some research suggests that taking probiotics can help reduce inflammation and also can improve symptoms of Hashimoto's. And then there are herbs, certain herbs such as ashwagandha, holy basil, licorice root, they may have beneficial effects on the thyroid gland. Really, you shouldn't be taking any herbs though without the supervision of some sort of holistic health provider because you're going to want to take herbs that are very specific to you, okay? And then, you know, essential oils are pretty amazing. They can help reduce inflammation and promote relaxation. They can be used in a diffuser, added to a bath, applied topically to the skin. And these are just add-on things that can be really useful in reducing inflammation also and promoting relaxation and stress relief. Well, now that you've learned about some of these natural remedies that can support Hashimoto's disease, I hope that you feel empowered to take control of your health and try some of these approaches. It's really important if you have Hashimoto's to figure out what your root cause issue is, okay? And then it needs to be addressed in stages. You may have general inflammation, poor diet full of triggering foods, an underlying viral infection that's fueling it. Once you understand what your issues are, you can work with the holistic health provider to create a regimen that adjusts your diet, supplements, and lifestyle to help you improve your thyroid function and also reduce inflammation in your body. All right, all right. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll explore more about Hashimoto's disease with our expert guest. So stay tuned. Are you a woman struggling with horrible periods, fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, or unsavory menopausal symptoms? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And in my Hormone Balancing Academy, me and my team can help you approach any hormonal challenge you are facing from a holistic perspective. Don't take my word only for it. Here's a snippet from a recent client whose fibroid shrunk after following my recommendations. Um, come to find out my fibroid shrunk to a 1.5. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I was so happy and grateful to God and Asosa and, you know, just her program really. Outside of my fibroid shrinking, I am off of chicken, so I don't do meat. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> and I don't do dairy. Don't, you know, we don't do that anymore. And my weight is steadily at a 101 pounds as of today. So my weight did go up. Um, So I'm really happy with, you know, with my results. I'm really grateful to, you know, to God and to to ASOSA and her, her Raw Girl program. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you sign up for Raw Girl. You won't regret it. Just in case you missed it, head on back to season six and hear more of the amazing glow-up stories from women who have overcome infertility, normalized incessant periods, and much more. If you or someone you know are interested in reaching your hormonal health goals with support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a free 20-minute call and a member of our team will talk to you. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Dr. Anshul Gupta is a best-selling author, speaker, researcher, and world-renowned expert in Hashimoto's disease. He educates people worldwide on reversing Hashimoto's. He's a board-certified family medicine physician with an advanced certification in functional medicine, peptide therapy, and also fellowship-trained in integrative medicine. He has worked at the prestigious Cleveland Clinic Department of Functional Medicine alongside Dr. Mark Hyman. He has helped thousands of patients to reverse their health issues by using the concepts of functional medicine. Dr. Anshul Gupta, thank you so much for joining me on Staying Ages today. I'm really excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me over here. It's a pleasure and an honor to kind of share information and having uh, a great chat with you about thyroid and how people can improve it. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about your background. Like what led you to functional medicine? 
Absolutely. So by training, I'm a family physician. So that's what um, uh, straight out of my residency, I was working in a private clinic, which is a pretty busy clinic seeing patients in and out. But suddenly, like just a few years into my private practice, I realized I was having some symptoms of my own. I started Mm. gaining weight, even though I did not change anything in my diet or my lifestyle. Um, I was very tired to the point that during the afternoon hours, I will always feel like taking a nap. By the end Mm. of the day, you know, like I was losing concentration or focus that I was not able to kind of pay attention to things, kind of a brain foggy feeling. Yeah. Yes. You know, I was having a lot of gut problems, especially stomach pain. Mm. And the pain was very random. That will hit to me. Doesn't matter what time of the day it was and randomly doesn't matter what I eat. So those things kept on getting worse and I didn't knew how to kind of overcome them. I thought Mm. the main thing was the stomach. So I started taking some antacid medicines to improve it. Nothing got better. I thought I'm not a smart doctor, so I need to go to the specialist. They can fix me. So Mm -hmm. I started going to specialists after specialists, whether it was, you know, gastroenterologists and allergy specialists, tons of testing were done. Endoscopies, ultrasounds, blood work, everything was normal. They had no idea what was going on with me. They added more medications, just throwing pills at me, thinking that that would fix me. But nothing got better. And I was only 32 years of age at the time. And I was taking more than five pills in a day. But nothing was getting better. So I was very scared at the time. I had no hope of getting better. I had no idea where to go next because I've literally been to every doctor and nobody could find what was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So that's where I found functional medicine. I heard stories in functional medicine, how it can kind of help people like me who have been to everywhere and they're not finding answers. Initially, I was skeptical, but I said, well, let me give it a try. So I started training into functional medicine and finally I got certified into it. And then actually I applied it on my own. I kind of found the root cause of my problems. I made a very stepwise plan, you know, focusing on the lifestyle changes, stress management techniques, and taking certain supplements to address your underlying issues. And Mm -hmm. within one month, my stomach pain was completely gone. Wow. Within six months, I was off all medications. Wow. I already lost 40 pounds in my life. And I had so much energy in my life that I even participated in a 5K rugged maniac. And I was never an athletic person. So for me to do that was a big thing. Yeah, that is so cool. I really love my favorite thing about, I mean, I believe that anybody who really becomes sort of a healer or more interested in actually reversing disease usually goes through a struggle themselves. I know I've gone through all of my struggles, (laughs) but it helps. It helps you understand what the patient is also going through because you're 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 not like separate from them. You know, you understand what they're going through. That's amazing. Um, that's an amazing testimony. So, um, can you talk to us about Hashimoto's and like what is Hashimoto's? How is it different from hypothyroid um, issues? Absolutely. So um, Hashimoto's disease is an autoimmune condition of your thyroid gland, where your body is producing antibodies against your own thyroid gland. And it starts a very slow destruction of the of the thyroid gland. And eventually it leads to hypothyroidism. So interestingly, most people know that they have low thyroid or hypothyroidism, but they don't know the reason why they got hypothyroidism. When they go to the mm. doctor, they will say, well, I got Why did I get hypothyroid? They will say, well, just one day your body started thinking that, okay, well, I'm not going to produce enough thyroid hormone. But in Mm. reality, that is not true. Hashimoto's is currently the number one reason of hypothyroidism world over. And unfortunately, most people are not even checking for it. So the difference between hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's is that hypothyroidism is a condition where your body is not able to produce enough thyroid hormone. And there can be various reasons for it. But the current number one reason of it is Hashimoto's disease. But several people who have hypothyroidism have never been checked for Hashimoto's disease. And it's very important to check for it so that you know what is wrong with you and then you can fix it. Yes, no, totally true. I get so frustrated with, I, I order my own labs now, which is exciting. But before I used to be so upset because I'd be like, listen, I need a full thyroid panel. And I feel like everyone just runs TSH 
And then they're like, oh, you're normal. And, and my client is feeling horrible. And I'm like, this is not enough data. We need all of it. So talk to us a little bit about like, um, what are some of the lab things that people need to look at in order to figure out, okay, do I have Hashimoto's or what's going on here? Absolutely. I think you made a very relevant point over here that people have to take their health in their own hands. There is no way around it. And that's the reason I'm glad that we have labs where people can order their own thyroid labs easily and get the complete panels. It's very important to know that because as you said, if you go to a regular doctor, they will just check your TSH. Mm -hmm. And if it is within the normal range, they are not going to do anything beyond it. Research suggests that more than 60% of people who have low thyroid or Hashimoto's and are taking the medicine, they will continue to suffer from symptoms. Wow. That's a pretty big number, you know, of people who yeah. are going through these symptoms. So yeah. I can now relate easily to females who have been walking to my clinics, you know, every day and saying that, you know, I am feeling horrible. I'm not feeling good, even though I am taking the medicine. The reason being, nobody's doing at the underlying problem of Hashimoto's disease and nobody has done a complete testing. TSH is not even a thyroid hormone. TSH is a pituitary hormone. It's a brain hormone. Your brain sends a signal to your thyroid through this TSH. The actual thyroid hormone are the T4 and the T3. T4 and T3. That's the first thing that people need to check. Their free T3 levels as well as the free T4 levels. So you know actually how much thyroid hormone is there in your body. Then the next test is to check for Hashimoto's disease. And again, this test is available each and every lab very easily. So we check two antibodies levels for Hashimoto's disease. One is TPO, which is a thyroid peroxidase antibody. And the second one is thyroglobulin antibodies. Now, each and every lab will have a little bit different range for it. But the easiest way for anybody to know is that if your antibody levels are higher than the given range for that lab, that is diagnostic of Hashimoto's disease. That means you do have Hashimoto's disease. You don't need any further testing, you know, to kind of prove that. So get your complete thyroid profile, get your Hashimoto's checked because if you do have Hashimoto's, you need to do certain things that can help you to reverse it as well as safeguard your thyroid gland. That's so good. That is so good. Um, Why is it that women are more susceptible to this? Is there a reason? Absolutely. So again, we are seeing an increase in the incidence of all the autoimmune conditions. And again, second fun fact is that Hashimoto's disease is the most common autoimmune disease. And again, most people not even like worried about it or don't even know that, you know, Hashimoto's is actually so much prevalent that, you know, like so many people, millions of people, you know, have Hashimoto's disease. And the reason we feel that women are more prevalent is that female hormones are much more complex. And plus, females go through these cycle of changes in their hormones. So their body goes through more stressful time as compared to the males. Whether it is, you know, hitting your puberty with, you know, like again, female hormones surging at the time or after pregnancy where again, there is a big hormonal shift or after menopause, again, a big hormonal shift happens. So because of this complexity of the female hormones, not only this big changes every month, females go through these circle of changes in female hormones. And that's the reason we feel that they are more susceptible to these um, autoimmune diseases, especially Hashimoto's conditions. That makes sense. Yeah. It also seems as though, um, tell me if you agree with this. I think also too, just like the, the prevalence of like consumption of inflammatory foods in general, like a lot of people consuming a lot of wheat who don't do well with it and don't know, or whatever it is, you know, I just think that there's a lot of consumption of foods that our ancestors weren't really eating. (laughs) And so now we have this autoimmune issue. What do you think about that? No, I I totally agree with it. You know, like again, people don't know that the incidence of autoimmune conditions, especially Hashimoto's, has skyrocketed in the last decade. A lot of people will say, well, you know, we have better testing facilities. No, that is not real. Research proves that when first thyroid disorders were discovered, the main reason of hypothyroidism was low iodine. Mm. And then we thought that, you know, we are going to fortify every food with iodine, iodine salt and other things. And the the number of people with thyroid disorders is going to go down. It did not. The number of people with thyroid disorders have actually gone up. 
and now mm. nobody has low iodine deficiency everybody has hashimoto's disease so certainly it's not just because we are checking people more people are getting more thyroid disease because there is more hashimoto's conditions going on and definitely right. food plays a very very important role as you said we are consuming food which is totally alien to our body you know the wheat that we are consuming is not the same wheat which was 100 years ago it has been totally modified you know genetically modified it has been sprayed extensively so this genetic material of wheat has completely changed from what it was before and that's the reason our body cannot recognize it and that's the reason we are having this you know like high incidence of autoimmune conditions lot of processed food being added to our diet everyday basis which again causes inflammation in the body and releases all these toxins and causes autoimmune conditions so what is the root cause of hashimotos if you could sum it up <laughs> so unfortunately there is just not one root cause yes. what research tells us is that you know hashimoto disease is because of an interplay between our genes and the environment around us Mm. what i have done is extensive research into all these environmental factors that play a role in causing hashimoto's disease and i figured out main five root causes which actually lead to hashimoto's disease so the number one is the food right you know as we discuss you know food can be medicine but wrong foods definitely can be inflammation causing so in that aspects gluten is one dairy sugar processed food processed wheat all of those things you know definitely cause an uptake in hashimoto's disease so that's the one cause the okay. second cause is nutritional deficiencies now not yeah. only our food has changed from what it was before but our food has become deficient into lot of vitamins and minerals so there was again a research study done in 1980s and comparing of food from today and what they saw was that several vitamins and minerals which is needed by the thyroid gland is low currently in our food so even though we might be eating the healthiest food but my body is not getting the appropriate levels of it and that's the reason a lot of people are deficient into a lot of vitamins and minerals especially selenium zinc vitamin d vitamin b12 all of those things needed by a thyroid gland so that's the mm. second reason the mm. third reason is toxins Mm. our environment today is laden with toxins each and every day we are pouring more and more chemicals into our environment and mm -hmm. what people don't know is that thyroid gland is like a sponge any mm. small amount of toxins your body get exposed to it directly goes to your thyroid gland and gets deposited over there and mm. what it does over the course of time it becomes toxic levels and that's the reason again it starts harming a thyroid gland so toxins wow. are definitely a very big reason of thyroid disorders the fourth okay. one is stress mm -hmm. you know like you know uh, as i said you know like female bodies goes through the stressful moments of hormonal changes again and again right so that is physical stress right then we have emotional stress spiritual stress psychological stress all of these stresses together again lead to hashimoto's disease and the last one is infections we have seen several research studies showing that epstein barr virus or infectious mononucleosis reactivation of that we have several research studies showing that it causes hashimoto's disease but beyond wow. just with epstein barr there are so many parasites gut parasites that blastocystis yeah. which can cause hashimoto's we have What? other viral infections we can cause it even we are seeing an increased incidence of people who have had covid infection getting hashimoto's disease and then there wow. is lyme and other infections which can again lead to hashimoto's too right so wow. these are the big five causes you know uh, which causes hashimoto's disease and each and every person that i see will have you know an interplay or like more than one root cause which is playing a role in causing hashimoto's That makes sense. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that when people hear all that stuff they realize, okay, I need to pay attention as well, but I I may need some help to get me through this. Uh I think your book is a very good resource, Reversing Hashimoto's. Everyone should go get that. Where can we get your book? It's on Amazon, you know, all the outlets have it, but the easiest way to go on Amazon, Reversing Hashimoto's is the name of the book. um uh, people either can buy the kindle version or just get the physical copy awesome and then i i it does sound like it it needs a health practitioner to help people walk through the process although it sounds like you went through your own journey do you feel like um 
do you, I mean, I feel like a lot of, a lot of my clients are coming to me because they're looking for a holistic perspective. I do something similar to what you do, right? So they're frustrated because they feel like their doctor is actually not able. Actually, recently, I just last week, a client who I pressed to get the antibodies came positive for Hashimoto's. And she'd been wondering, why can't I lose weight? What's going on? And they just told her she was fine. It was in her head. So it's it's hard for I think it's hard for the average person to know who to go to to seek help or what to do, especially if they don't have a medical or nutritional or holistic background. Um, I agree I mean, I with that. You know, it's a difficult journey. You know, like because as you said, we all have gone through our own health struggles, right? So we know what it feels like to be alone to not have answers, asking the right questions, but your practitioners are just kind of saying to you, no, there's nothing wrong with you. Go home, just enjoy. Or go to right. a psychiatrist, you know, get some antidepressant medicines. Well, no, right. I am not depressed. I am not anxious. <laughs> there is something wrong with me. I want you to fix it, right? Right, right. So it's a very difficult journey. And people think Hashimoto's disease is an easy disease, that you take a pill, everything will be okay. It doesn't get better like that. So certainly, you know, like if you do have an accountability partner, if you have a person who understands the disease, then obviously your healing process get accelerated. And that's right. the reason that people work with us, you know, all of the people, you know, like their quality of life improves. Most of them people will say, well, I don't know why I waited so long to work with you because now I can live my life to the fullest. I have not been able to live my life for the last five years or 10 years. And finally... Right. I feel like living again. That's a right. big statement to make for anybody, right? You know, giving yeah. a life back to a person is huge. Huge. So I will say that huge. definitely working with a practitioner is great. But still, like, you know, basic things, you know, like changing your life, changing your how you eat, how you process stress, those things can still people start implementing today. But okay. then going beyond that, obviously, they need help. When you work with people on a very, like, concerted protocol, like, you know, how quickly, I mean, it sounds like you experienced when you yourself, once you got into the groove, it seems like within a month you were feeling better, but how quickly can they start to feel better? Yeah. Again, between four to six weeks, people will start uh, seeing a shift that, you know, Dr. Gupta, I feel that finally something is changing. I feel mm -hmm. that a little bit is better, you know, that gives them this hope. Okay. Well, something mm -hmm. is changing. That means there is things. And mm. by the end of second month or third month, you know, people will see such a big shift, you know, in their energy levels, they will start losing weight, their concentration is better, their gut is doing better, they have less bloating, their mental capacity is better, that their brain fog is gone. All of these things, you know, within two or three months, people see a big shift or a big change. That's really great to hear. Is Can they expect their antibodies to normalize or is it just that the symptoms will go away? So first of all, the symptoms get better. And then after that, the antibody starts reducing. So again, wow. we see all different kinds of people, right? Sometimes people come to see us with antibody levels of 2,000, 3,000, right? Wow. So for them to get back to zero within a three or four month span is kind of difficult. What we yeah. see is that the antibody level starts coming down. You know, okay. Within these three to four months, the antibody level sometimes reduces to half, sometimes kind of goes all the way close to the normal. But what I've seen is that between six months to one year is that a lot of people antibody levels will almost be normal or very close to being normal. Is there any, well, I'm assuming that there is, obviously, because we we're just talking about stress. I, I see a lot of connection between adrenals and the thyroid and people being like just doing too much or having too much trauma or, and then all of that then, and when I, and I always figure this out going through their health history, because they'll talk about like a very stressful event that maybe preceded some of the changes that they're now feeling. Um, is that something you've seen as well? Absolutely. Stress is the number one factor playing a role in Hashimoto's disease. Wow. And so definitely each and every person. So two factors are always there. One is stress and the second one is toxins. Those wow. factors are, are playing a role in each and every of my client. And then beyond that, there might be more factors playing a role. So each and every of our client goes through these stress reduction techniques, whether it's deep breathing, meditation, yoga, or something, whatever works for them, you know, and that can be individualized from person to person, but they have to work on this element very important. 
because mm. the body is stressed out as you said very great connection between adrenals and thyroid gland you know mm. the cortisol hormone which is the adrenal secretes and the thyroid hormone that the thyroid secretes are kind of playing together what research shows is that when the thyroid hormone is low then your cortisol levels actually increase or cortisol doesn't work mm. as good as it's supposed to do it so that's the reason mm. that causes unfortunately more stress on your body because cortisol is your stress hormone right Right. And then when cortisol is too high it causes what we call as thyroid resistance that your thyroid hormone is not able to enter the cells in the body to do the job so that again creates another set of problems so they are wow. both interconnected and they both kind of you know control each other so very important to work on the stress and the adrenals without that people just do not get better hmm hmm with the infection piece if you expected that someone like if they had a history of epstein bar or one of the things that you mentioned that can or mon, was it mono right mm-hmm. that could lead to the hashi do you how do you address that is that something like where you have to now go back and reconsider addressing that initial infection or do you just deal with the fact that now it's progressed into hashimotos so the interesting factor is that a lot of people don't understand once they get an infectious mononucleosis or epstein barr infection that mm-hmm. virus is going to stay in our body forever ah. there is no medicine to take it out from our body what ah. it does is that the initial phase where the virus is completely raging in your body that's the time we get all of these symptoms then finally right. your immune system takes over and then kind of keeps that virus in check and in bay mm. all the time mm. now what happens is that sometimes when our immunity is not that great the mm-hmm. reactivation of epstein barr virus is what causes hashimotos disease so if wow. you go to your regular doctor and say yo well you know i think my hashimotos disease check me for infectious mononucleosis they are going to do a mono spot test which is only to check if you have an acute infection it will be negative and the do- your doctor right. will say that again okay, everything is normal right no, you have to check actual epstein barr virus antibodies there are different kinds of antibody mm. sets for that mm. and that will tell you how high the numbers are and the mm. reactivation is what is leading to hashimotos disease so now mm. the treatment is not giving you antiviral medications because there is none the treatment yeah. is actually working on your body's immune system so that it can work again and keep that virus at bay again so that's the wow. reason we work on all the different kind of body's immune system our 70% mm. of our immune system lies in our gut so first of yeah. all we work on the gut then we work on all the other immune cells which are kind of helping the epstein barr virus to keep at bay and the mm. parasites at bay and whole bunch of other infections at bay so we can mm. work on all of those things simultaneously wow that's so good that's so good um i would assume that also just for some people because of the toxic overload let's say they're just in a very horrible environment um you know i go between the us and um sierra leone sometimes and sierra leone in certain parts i was like this is not healthy like the smog and the stuff you know depending on where you are so i mean depending on the toxic overload it sounds like also specific organs like the liver things need to be optimized in order to clear that stuff is is that the case Absolutely. So it doesn't matter wherever you go in the world, right? You know, as you mentioned, different countries have different toxins which people get exposed to. Even in United yeah. States, yes, we might might have the same amount of air pollution, but we are dealing with other chemicals, you know, which are present in our home environment and especially mold toxins. You yeah. Know, like because you know in United States, you know, our homes are made with insulation material and with wood. That is a perfect place for mold to grow. so yeah. more and more of my clients have been exposed to mold toxins you know whether they at the workplace whether at they were living or whether you know they were visiting or you know like a some place like a hotel or a airbnb and they got exposed to mold at that time too heavy metals you know like lead and mercury still are present in our environment and then mm. you know like our crops our food is being sprayed with these organophosphates and other things right yes so we have all these different toxins which are hijacking you know our detox system which is present in mm. our body but it gets yeah. overburdened right yeah so in that aspect liver definitely is one of those places kidney is a second place you know which you know toxins affect gut is another place 
toxins mm. causes leaky gut issues and that leaky gut mm. ultimately leads to autoimmune conditions right mm. so mm. we have mm. to work on all of these organs and all of these different places to optimize them some of them we can do it with diet some of them we have to do with specific supplements now yeah. the issue is that a lot of people actually are listening to a lot of different conversations you know or people talking online and they buy their own detox protocols and start using it i have seen so many of my clients getting worse by doing these detoxes on their own Yes, because detox system is just not e- as easy as doing it. There are different phases of detox, and we have to optimize and work on all the different phases together. Because the phase one is all about bringing the toxins out in your system. The phase two is getting rid of the toxins from your system outside, from your body, right? And then mm-hmm. there is another phase three detox. A lot of people are just working on the phase one. So all those mm-hmm. toxins come out because they are hidden in our body or mm-hmm. are deposited in fatty cells of our body. But certainly, mm. all those toxins come out and start raging the damage in the body because we are right. not getting them out. And those are the people who will have terrible die-off reactions. Those will the people who land up in the emergency room. So I'll always tell people, you know, like do not do these detox protocols on their own. They you might be doing it wrong, and they might actually harm your body. So it's very important if you are working on a full-blown detox to work with a practitioner who knows how to detoxify your body completely. and work on all the different phases but yes you will have to optimize all the different organs of our detoxification love it i totally agree i totally agree there's just so much on the internet these days i i know that most of my clients are spending all their time on google i'm like listen stop giving yourself uh, heart palpitations because you think you have x y and z you need to like you know get somebody to give you some perspective so you don't freak out Um but yeah there's just there's a lot of stuff on the internet and it can be overwhelming because people don't know what to believe or but I I think it's very it can be dangerous sometimes to self-diagnose because then we end up um well also like the whole point of of meeting with someone is to get a shortcut like you and I have gone through stuff personally that could give us a shortcut for somebody else it's like we want to save you the you know the whole year of going to like you know 10 different people and nobody knowing what's going on it's like nope i've been through this i could tell you exactly what to do step by step um i think that everyone should go get this book reversing hashimotos especially if you know anyone with any thyroid conditions or if you yourself have hashimotos i think it will give you a good um a really really good start in understanding what's going on where where else can we find you online So uh we have different channels or places we share our information. So first is obviously my own website which is anshulguptamd.com. Very active blog over there that I share uh, where people kind of read. Then I have a very great YouTube channel. Again the handle is anshulguptamd. We have again like more than or already 15,000 subscribers over there and people are loving the information because we are sharing information in a very user friendly way. what mm. is going on with you and how you can fix it right so that's my yeah. motto share research based information but in a way people can understand and take action today that yeah. will improve them so those are the places people can follow us we have obviously have instagram where again anshul gupta md is our handle but i think between the youtube channel and my own website people will have lots of information they can read and then they can utilize today itself in their life Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been a really really exceptional conversation. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of it. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely. It was again a pleasure coming over here. I wanted to share this last bit with each and every person who is out there having Hashimoto's, having thyroid disorders. Do not let anybody tell you that you have to live the life which is determined by the Hashimoto's or thyroid disorders. There is hope mm. for you to get better. there is a lot of things you can do today to get better and get your quality of life back so do not stop of anything which is falling short of getting your 100% you can get that 100% today love it love it thank you so much dr gupta thank you so much are you interested in living your best healthiest life i'm associate e also known as the raw girl of the raw girl.com And I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. 
Clients who have worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Attention, superfood lovers. You all may know that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients, 46 antioxidants, and all eight essential amino acids, making it an amazing plant-based source of protein. Every part of the plant could be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face daily, and I use Moringa powder to add my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from a company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa is creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part, every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. To date, they have planted over 3 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit truemoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. If you are already a diehard fan or becoming one, this year you have the opportunity to join their True Moringa Challenge and get free Moringa oil for a year, $104 in value. Customers who have used their oil say it helps to bring their skin back into balance, deeply moisturize, and minimize signs of premature aging. All you have to do is follow at The Raw Girl and at True Moringa on Instagram and email us at media at therawgirl.com with before and after photos or videos of your skin transformation after using the oil along with your story. Don't miss out on the chance to get a full year of product. Can't wait to hear from you. All right, all right. It is time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram at The Raw Girl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Jessica via Instagram, who says, Are there specific labs that I should get to properly access my thyroid for Hashimoto's? Hi, Jessica. I hope you uh, listened to the interview with our amazing expert. I think we touched on that in the interview, but I will just go over a few of them here. Uh, Definitely, you want to get thyroid-stimulating hormone or TSH. Um, That will measure your levels of TSH, which is the hormone produced by the pituitary gland that stimulates your thyroid gland, okay? And elevated levels um, may indicate an underactive thyroid. So that's, and that's really common in Hashimoto's. Then you want to get free thyroxine or free T4. This test measures the level of unbound or um, active thyroid hormone T4 in the blood. And low levels of free T4 can suggest an underactive thyroid caused by Hashimoto's. Then you want to get the antibodies tests. So you want to get thyroid peroxidase antibodies um, that detects the presence of antibodies against thyroid peroxidase, which is really important because it's an enzyme involved in the production of thyroid hormones. And then you want to get the thyroglobulin antibodies test as well. That tests for antibodies against thyroglobulin, which is a protein involved in the production of thyroid hormones. And elevated levels of this can be associated with Hashimoto's. You also want to get reverse T3. It's a form of the thyroid hormone T3, but with a different structure that renders it biologically inactive. It's produced in the body as a byproduct of the conversion of the primary hormone T4 into the active form T3. So it can help you kind of figure out if that conversion is working properly. Um, And it serves as a regulatory mechanism in situations of stress or illness. I hope that that helps you. A lot of times, I will say that obviously... Depending on your root cause um, and depending on what's going on with you, like for instance, if you had mono prior, um, maybe years ago you had mono or other things, then you might want to also test to see if you still have elevated levels of um, of that virus. Or if there's some underlying infection or whatever, there's other things you're going to be wanting to test. You also want to generally test your vitamin D your iron, all the basics, just to see what's going on. Test your cholesterol levels, of course, because a lot of times elevated levels of cholesterol um, are associated with hypothyroid or Hashimoto's. So I hope that helps you. Um, It's really important to really plead with your doctor or work with a holistic healthcare provider that can actually um, either order these tests for you or push your doctor to get you the labs that you actually need. Because a lot of times, 
Hashimoto's goes undiagnosed because people are just literally ordering TSH and being like, your TSH is normal. You're good. Bye. You know, (laughs) and it's just really not helpful. Okay. Or maybe your TSH levels are above the functional medicine range and you're still having symptoms. And it seems like you feel like you're crazy, you know, because no one can tell you what's going on with you. So keep those things in mind. I really hope this helps. Okay, y'all, it is time to close out today's show on how to reverse Hashimoto's disease naturally. We hope you found this episode informative and helpful in understanding how natural remedies can support your thyroid health. Leave a comment or DM me on Instagram at the raw girl if you have any questions or comments about today's show. If you are on TikTok, your girl is on TikTok now. I'm on TikTok at Asosa the Nutritionist, so find me there. I hope to hear from you soon. Today, I leave you with a quote from Thomas Edison. The doctor of the future will give no medicine, but will interest his patients in the care of the human frame, in diet, and in the cause and prevention of disease. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at TheRawGirl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. To watch my free diet training, The Six Keys to Determine Your Ideal Diet, visit www.therawgirl.com forward slash six ways free class. And to watch my free hormone training, The Secret to Resetting Your Hormones, even if you have fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, or heavy bleeding, visit www.therawgirl.com forward slash free dash training. For more on this show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. 